Today's show is sponsored by Tripping.com. Save time and money by booking the vacation home of your dreams at Tripping.com slash Bad Christian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Let's do this! One, <laughs> two, three, I went backwards! <laughs> Pastor Joey, Matthew Carter, and of course, T-Real! And, hanging out on the side with a terrible attitude, Reba Hanson! It's the Bird, 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 Christian all right, we're doing the extra Woo! special Monday edition Woo! this week. <laughs> All right, yes, Joey. Joey, I, I, yeah. hey, I don't care what Matt says. I promise you, you can't beat Box during the entire episode. <laughs> I dare you. You're too scared you're to. You think Matt will get you're on to you? Make you stop. To try you're to beat Box for eighty minutes straight. You're, you. There's no way you can do it, little wet, little baby. You can't beat Box. There's no way you can beat Box the entire episode. <laughs> Just soundtrack. Told it. you, little baby. Oh, little past the baby. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to interrupt the message. It's important for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me, why are we guys. podcasting on a Monday? Where are you going this week? Are you really taking oh. a vacation? Because that ain't like you. It ain't like me. You're right. Uh, it's a little out of character. I, well, the kids are off school this entire week. And so I was like, there's no chance I can stay at home with them. I mean, you can't. How, how how long can you actually hang out with your kids? Not. I mean, for me, it's 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, at a time. Yeah. I mean, at our house doing nothing. So I figured if we go to a place that has like a pool and we can go do some stuff, it'd be fun. So we're taking a, just a short jaunt down to old Atlanta because they have an Ikea there and we can drop the kids off. <laughs> 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 we're going to go to Ikea every day, probably two to- Probably twice a day, early in the morning and then back later that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, we'll sit and just eat a hot dog. for What's their hot dogs? Like 50 cents or something yeah, like that? You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, awesome. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, I could talk. I mean, this is what we've been talking about forever. It's, it's not strange that a most big stores like that, like think about Best Buy or whatever. They're going away. These big giant stores or whatever, warehouse stores. Ikea is going to make it because they mm-hmm. go the experience. I'm just going to make the experience amazing. No matter what, they have a good products or whatever. But anyway, so we're going down there to Atlanta. I, I'm going to try. We haven't totally decided yet. Uh, two things. We're going to, on the way down, we might stop in Chattanooga and go to Ruby Falls. Did you ever go mm-hmm. there as a no, kid? No, Ben. I know where it is, though. So. My, uh, my, my family took me, and so I thought it'd be kind of fun. My daughter's named Ruby, too, so I thought it might be fun. But, oh, but, wow. That's right. Yeah. A daughter's name. That's oh. What, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks, man. Um, so we might do that, but I think everybody's scared to go down in an elevator into the earth and walk around in a cave. They think it'll collapse or something. So I don't know. I'm, I might be the only one that does it by myself. My son will do it. And then we might ch- catch opening day of the Atlanta Braves. Baseball. That sounds like expensive oh, tickets, though. I was trying to go to opening week here for the Mariners, but those are like $30 tickets instead of like $12 tickets. Well, they're about $20. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, and here's the problem. What if we get there and by the third inning? I just paid you some money. Oh, thank you, Joey. You're welcome. That's from from the congregation, though, right? No, there's actually... They didn't come out of your pocket. It's $500 for your vacation. God bless. Love you. Yeah, but that came from the members of your church that you asked. You took a love offering. That's house church outreach. It's outreach. Outreach can be anything. I always love when people say, oh, this is for outreach. 
Like that means <laughs> anything. Anything. <laughs> anything. But it was never abused. I'll be honest. It wasn't abused, I don't think. Uh not under my watch, damn it. But anyway, so yeah, we're going to Atlanta just to get away. We I would love to go to the beach or something like that, but it's just, I, I don't know. It's just easier with, because my wife, Jess, she's in school. She's going back to school. Online college mm-hmm. was still a lot to get her master's, and the it's just hard to, to plan stuff. Yeah, and, we used to do stuff like go to the beach for vacation, but I guess Ikea is cool, too. It's real cool. <laughs> now, check it out. The, the hey, hotel that, was, hey, Ikea is a total Toby and Jessica vacation <laughs> Oh, spot. my God, yeah. <laughs> I lo- we love it. I mean, we love it. This, you know, this when you walk where... out of Ikea, you don't have sand all over you or getting in the mm-hmm, car. That's true. You don't have a sunburn. No sunburn. And you hardly had to see your kids. And you're probably walking out with an ice cream. You so, I mean, it's just, cream. it's unbelievable. It's a brilliant, brilliant place. I love, And you know what? Everybody loves Ikea. Have you ever heard? I mean, I guess there's some people, but nobody that I'm friends with or know has ever spoken one bad word about Ikea. <laughs> Tons of people talk shit about the beach. That's true. I think I've been all there twice. the time, all the time. So I, anyway, yeah. So I made you guys, and you guys uh, succumbed to my pressure. Uh, you submitted, is what I would say, uh, to recording today on a Monday. So well, I got a I, good I email it. from Toby saying that he and Devin had been working on lyrics and the plan and the vibe and all the you know top level stuff from the yeah. new Emory record. So I didn't follow up about that, but tell me what y'all had a good writing sesh or what'd you do. Yeah, we did. We worked on the Emory. So I think, now I haven't asked you, you never told me if you like the title or the artwork design that we have for the album. So I don't know if you like it yet. So we won't mention it because it might change. But we had, we had, we came up with two titles um, and for the album. And we were like, well, what is, uh, the one didn't feel totally right. And then we kept talking. And so the, the way this record is shaping up, it feels like, uh, like I think we're it's, we're making a really cool emo record. I think. Like I know that maybe maybe people will hear it and not think that, but to me it feels that way. And when so, you say that, you mean like kind of an old school, late nineties, early two thousand vibe? Yeah, it won't be like. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe so. Maybe like Deep Elm Records style. Yeah. Like it's going to be really cool. There's some really neat stuff. There's some really cool music and parts and rhythm changes and stuff. Devin and I went through the songs and we're just talking about what we could do and different vocal parts and melodies. Uh, so we worked on several songs and got a r- really good setup because we, we've been demoing out the songs, but Devin and I haven't had the time to totally talk about our melodies or lyrics or direction. Uh, and so, yeah, we got a lot done. The Emory record is looking really like I, I came away from this weekend of hanging out with Devin uh, really excited, more excited even because a lot of times we wait for stuff to the last minute, especially with vocals or artwork or album titles or anything like that just because we're so focused on the music and just to take a little bit of time uh you know right in the middle and go hey this is the direction it's going what could what could we name the album what could it look like what what is the Mm -hmm. overall gist of this whole record i think it's pretty cool and and, go ahead let me ask y'all kind of a, a boring music fan question but i really am curious like the old school emo scene is for sure, making a comeback. And so what what you have, though, are are kids 19 to 23-ish writing and playing music that we used to listen to in the 90s. Is that similar to when we were in the 90s, people playing stuff that sounded like Led Zeppelin? Like, how, Not really. How did they get turned on to this old school of music? I don't think I mean, it's exactly bands- that. I don't think it's exactly that. I mean, some people say there's emo revival or something like that. And there's definitely some people that are trying to 
redo old music like it's a throwback, but there's a lot of people who are just kind of coming into it and this just kind of what comes out naturally. I think really? some of the young I think there's some I- younger bands that just are kind of doing that. I've met some of them and seen some. Like Hearts Like Lions kind of sounds like an old throwback band to me. And I went, I was like, oh, you know, you guys obviously like Mineral and Sunny Day and all this stuff. And they're like, I, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and that's right. Like, so I'm not sure of that. But in any case, when you say it's coming back, I don't think it's big. I don't think it's big at all. I no, have it's, this, it's underground still. Well, I just, I don't think that there's anything big anymore. It's weird. I just don't think of it as there's not really a scene nothing's blowing i mean i think of rock music as over i mean i really do it just seems like it's like we still do it but if you think about it this way emory is as successful as we've ever been financially we probably sold more albums when people bought albums and we probably sold more tickets in 2007 or or eight we probably sold more tickets but we've sold some of the most tickets we ever have and are making more money in some and being more successful in a lot of ways than we ever have since we've been less successful in the past you know from 2010 to 15 we were at a low and now we're very efficient and our band is really really working partly because of this podcast i understand but also it's just we're one of the bands that still does emo, screamo, hardcore, and it's not. There's not a ton of new ones, but there's some throwback stuff. There's some nostalgia, and anybody who would like this kind of music naturally, well, there's just a lot less of it now. Like there's not a, th- you know, when we were touring in 2005, there was 1,000 bands on the road that sounded very similar to us, putting out records, right. marketing, yeah. being on MySpace, doing everything. Now there's a dozen. There's a dozen of us left, you know, there may be 15. I don't know. There may be 25 bands you could name that are kind of do the same music as us professionally, consistently putting out albums. And there's not a lot of new bands. So there may have been, let's say, 10 million people listening to that kind of music. Now there might be a million, but those million people only have 20 or 30 remaining bands to listen to. So think about ska, you know. There's real big fish still exist, and you know I don't even less than Jake's not even really ska. I don't think technically, but you know there's only a few of these bands out there with horns. The Boston's play festival still. So if you're a ska fan, there's not that many ska bands, so you're into whatever's out there. And those there's more market share per existing band. So right. we've survived the storm evolutionarily. You know, there's a freeze out in business, like when construction takes a downturn, a bunch of companies go out of business, and when the economy comes back, the five businesses that survived now get all the contracts. So it's been kind of neat. And then with putting the podcast on top of it, it's just crazy. Like the, the, so, you know what I mean? So there's more so, more piece yeah. of the pie for us. What's kept your longevity, your love for the music, or your fear of going into regular life like most Americans? <laughs> well, okay, I got two things. One, before <laughs> before we move on, I think, too, like when I say that this album's going to be emo, I'm just thinking it kind of sounds like that, but I'm not writing it to sound like that. Right. In the same way as the, like an emo revival, they're not writing it to sound like that. It just, I think some of the, them are, though. Some, yeah. Maybe so, just, yeah, just oh, yeah. I mean, sure, maybe some of them are. But I, I would say, for the most part, a lot of them don't know that stuff. They didn't listen to it, and it just... You associate, oh, well, that sounds like, you know, whatever. Well, you know, some of the bands that, we used to listen to. So, so uh, you think that these people created this music without having even heard any of this stuff a so lot I mean, of them yeah, yeah but yeah but, a lot of them yeah but even if they did hear it you wouldn't think naturally oh we got to write music like this because that wasn't that successful it wasn't ever really like i mean 
real emo, if we're talking about the real stuff, not the pop punk uh, takeover or dashboard confessional. I, I don't even know if that's emo to me. That that that's feels like end. poppy music. It, it, cha- right, it that hinges was the end that of dashboard. It, the, that's the last thing. But the I stuff, think the you music we're emo, talking but. about, the more emotional, guitar driven, uh, sometimes drony, longer songs, didn't hit huge. I mean, I, I mean, like out of that whole group, you, what do you think? Maybe like Sunny Day Real Estate, and I don't even think you, you can't cash really in by mimicking Appleseed Cast. Exactly. Yeah. That is not exactly. A, there's no you can't just say, you know what? This there's this huge wave. I'm gonna start to sound like mineral and we'll get huge. There's no there is no that. There's a right. hundred people. You like and that. I will say, Oh, that sounds like Appleseed yeah. Cast. They must listen to them. But that isn't yeah. necessarily the case. And it isn't. Um now the other thing is while Devin was here, two things. Two more things. Uh while Devin was here, I said that I had really been the other night I woke up and <laughs> it was the night of my birthday. No, the night before my birthday. I woke up, I was still 41, getting ready to turn 42, and uh, in the middle of the night, for some reason, I just woke up, and I had that, you know, oh God, I immediately started worrying, and it was about uh, our life savings. (laughs) 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 And I just started to meet, I was like, man, Jess and I, I mean, we have some thousands in the bank, but that's not going, like, if I was 70 years old and had the amount of money we have in our bank right now... We would be dead. We, we, I don't know what, I, I don't know. Hopefully, Social Security will still be around. I doubt it will be when I'm 70. But, uh, and I just started thinking, I was like, oh no, it's not going to be good. And so I laid in bed for about two hours just thinking, what could I do? Like, if, if to get podcast, money, like, cause, well, I started thinking, like, the, about the real world, like Joey just asked. I started thinking, what real world job can Toby do? And, and it was funny because most of them I had to immediately, you know, like Nick's off, like, listen to your boss. I was like, no, nope, nope. can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, sit in front of a computer and put, like, plug things in and put things on schedules. Not, not going to work out too good. Like, I mean, I kept going and I finally came to the one thing that I think, like, it, if the podcast goes away and people stop caring about Emory and all this stuff, I believe fully. Uh, because I've done, you know, touring so much and all that stuff that I will go into truck driving. I was thinking be a bus decided. driver. You could be a band yeah, yeah. bus, bus a driver, bus driver, yeah, maybe a bus a driver. But I was thinking yeah. bus driver is like uh, you got to deal with a, either a band or people, and mm-hmm. so that just feels stupid. I was thinking I'll be a long haul trucker. I'll leave Tennessee, drive to California, drop off my load, pick something up, come back, and I'll be home on the weekends. And that's and I'll probably, so that I mean, you can save up for retirement. That's the well, idea. That, you can have no, a huge if the, retirement if, if you're a trucker. Well, Is that if, the idea? I'm just thinking if. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking if this goes away and <laughs> you I need a to job, the I, can, I can drive a truck when I'm 65. Yeah, I don't know if I can play an Emory show at 65. Like, I don't know <laughs> anymore. Like, it was funny. We've always said, "Oh, Toby will play a show when he's 40," and we have, and we're going to keep doing it. But it gets hard. Like, I, I was exhausted from this last Matt and Toby tour. Mm-hmm. When I got home, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm." I'm old. Like that, yep. this isn't like oh, I got home from tour and I, no, I'm I'm beat. It was, people I, don't people don't understand the the younger generation. They don't understand how frustrating it is. I decided I wanted to just get in like intense shape. Like I just want to go all out. I went to my uh, <laughs> basketball court in my backyard. And I did some suicides and injured myself. I was like, damn. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> I mean, my hip just hurt so bad because I just went out there. I mean, imagine this old, bald-headed body <laughs> going all out for some suicides. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I hurt myself. I, how about I this? Mean, this really... I, no one ran into me. I didn't fall down. I just did a couple suicides. It was suicides. just you. 
It was just you running kind of hard. We, they uh, sure, surely they've updated those. What are they supposed to be called? Shuttle runs. Surely the depressed pastor is not supposed to tell his kids he's going out to do suicide at the basketball. I'm going to go do suicides in the. <laughs> what are they called? No, Diddy. No, Diddy. They've changed that name. I've heard they've changed that name, and they changed the name of suicides for um. Mixing all your drinks together, they call no, it something it different. No, it will always be a suicide. They call it something and I different do it because they don't want to well, say you the suicide. I guarantee. You. I don't I care what anybody says. I've been getting suicides. It's my favorite drink. Matt can attest to this. In every loves or flying J truck stop that we that I get a drink at, I he always a get a suicide, and it's perfect. That's the perfect name for it because it's amazing. You, you want to die and go to heaven? Because oh, you want to die and go to heaven. Okay, <laughs> it's the best drink in the world. Okay, I, I, I mean, what, what's worth living for? I assume it was you make a drink like so that. bad that it kills you. No, it's you're dying and going okay. to heaven because you oh, get all the drinks. It's amazing. You don't even want I mean, to live anymore. Too. It's so good. No, I don't care about living because it's not going to okay. get better than that. So what do you want? Oh, okay, hang on, guys, a second. We'll get we'll get right back into this. But first, I'm going to tell you about what is really just one of my favorite companies. For the least of which reason is they gave me a hoodie that I love. I've been wearing it every day. I'm wearing it right now. Tripping.com. Tripping is a, a tremendous website. Uh, if let's just say you're a person like real, really anybody who likes to and needs to travel, which I do all the time mostly for business, sometimes for fun, but travel is a big deal and how you travel and what you do and where you stay is a big, big thing. So the best website ever for doing your travel, important thing. You feel my drift there? So don't visit a ton of different sites on tripping.com. One search lets you compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites all in one place to find the best deal on your perfect vacation rentals. Because most people go to all kinds of different sites and you have all these tabs open. You're trying to figure out, what is this one? Is that one $4 cheaper? No, no. Tripping puts it all together. It's the only site that you need to go to. I use it for my New York trip that I'm taking my family on coming up. I love it. Now, vacation rentals also, let me highlight, that's way better than staying in a hotel. You can find hotels, that's fine. But more privacy, more space for everyone you know, get a bunch of people under one roof, share it with another family. There's so many choices. Some of them have fully stocked kitchens. There's extra bedrooms. There's hot tubs. All the comforts of home, except for you get to be in another city doing your traveling. And so, best of all, tripping.com, you can join the millions of travelers who save money with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. So, if you're planning a spring bake trip to Florida, which I used to do back in my youth, go to tripping.com. Can't wait to swim in Lake Tahoe this summer? Well, that's Tripping.com, too. Maybe you're just dreaming of sitting on a deck in the Smoky Mountains in a cabin. Well, that's Tripping.com. That's how it works. This year, save time and money when you book the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash badchristian. Let me spell it for you. T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash badchristian. Find your perfect vacation rental. Trust me. Go to Tripping.com slash badchristian. But here's what's really funny. So one of the other things that Devin and I did, we did a, so we, Devin and I do a, a song rescue podcast and we did a live show and uh, it turned out great, like way better than I thought. It, it started a little slow because I was nervous and we were just, uh, so with song rescue, we talk, we have, uh, uh, we bash songs and try to improve on them and help, you know, younger songwriters or people that just, you know, even do it as a hobby. It turned out really good. But, and then we played some, uh, we played some Emory songs that we've never played before, like do the things and, uh, what makes a man a man. We played a, you know, just a bunch of, we played Anne Marie, 
uh, it was really fun. Like it was really good. And Devin's a great singer. It was just so, you know, it was just so fun hanging with Devin and us talking about the writing process and all this stuff. But anyway, the night before we went to, uh, for my birthday, Jess got me a hundred dollar gift card to, uh, top golf. Uh-huh. And so we met, we met Lunsford there. Me, Devin and Lunsford played for like two and a half hours, just top golf. It costs a hundred dollars. Yeah. I used my entire, <laughs> entire, uh, gift card, but it was so worth it. But, just playing golf like that, I promise you, the next morning I woke up Sore. and my fingers were aching from holding the golf club. They were aching. I was like, am I going to be able to play the guitar tonight just from going to have fun with my friends? That's how old I am. My fingers <laughs> ached. And I was, I was, I was like, am I going to be able to make chords and play these songs? Yep. I, I was able to, but through pain. I tell you, it's been like, one of like, my favorite things crazy. to be around younger people as I've gotten older because it's so funny. I lo- It's one of my favorite things when somebody younger than me gets something wrong with their body and they're very confused about it. And they think it's like, and they don't know because it's, that's what right. getting old is like. Like Reva, right. having Reva, having Andy Nichols and Dave Powell, they're all, you know, five and 10 years younger than me. And when they're in their, you know, late 20s and they start complaining about some physical ailment, they're like, oh, it's weird. Yeah. Like, it's been this way for like over a week and a half. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> that's, th- this is. This is you getting old, and they say, "Well, no, it's just it's just sore right now because." Yeah, I'm like, "Well, tell me more," and it's like they start to realize, "Oh, oh," I'm like, "This is permanent, and this is just the beginning." Because you know, it's right after somebody hits their prime. It's the funniest time ever. Because until your mid twenties, everything gets better and better and better, and then after your peak, whatever's wrong with your knee, that's the best it'll ever be. From then on. <laughs> Not it's about to get better, <laughs> and now start adding to that list. Start adding to that set. list, and it's a permanent thing. You just these oh, are all man. the defects, like your car. If you got a broken in back, you know you're not going to get it fixed. You're just going to live with it until that car gets goes ultimately away. Yeah, yeah. crushed so by the car. Crusher. When I'm when I'm when I'm jogging and I look down at my legs, it's like these are old legs. My <laughs> knees are kind of red and maybe even swelling up I know. a little bit. You gotta and laugh I, about I, it. Yeah, I actually I have a fear and it's probably just gonna come to fruition that I'm gonna lose jogging. I know it sounds silly. Of but course. It's not is, you should lose it. It's not even good for you. It is it, by I mean, far my favorite way of exercising, and I, I just have to figure out when the cutoff point is. I mean, I know a lot of people that jog through their 40s for sure, mm-hmm. so maybe I've got this last It decade, depends on how but. much and who you are and all that. I'm sure, and it is good for you for some people in some ways, but, I mean, the impact is pretty undeniably bad Yeah, on your joints long term. Yeah, I mean, it, and you're right. That's that's so true. It doesn't go back. Like, yeah, I, I mean, some I, stuff I, uh, heals a, a bit, but there's those types of things that once this is that way, range of motion or blah blah. You know what I mean? It's you know, it's yeah, lockdown. Like, like I went to the doctor. This was even before I was 40. I mean, this was back when I was working at Mars Hill. Um, that so this is like 2011, 2012. I went to the doctor because my knees were hurting when I was running. And, and so I have this thing. A lot of people out there might know what it is, but it's called overpronation. So my feet go kind of go out, my knees go in, and then my hips go out. And it causes real strain on my knees. And I was like, oh, man, what can I do about it? He's like, well, <laughs> uh, here's some insoles. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. And the insoles were like, Hundreds of dollars. I had to get my feet molded, like put them into a thing, and they made this big mold and all that stuff. And it didn't really get better. And he was like, well, you know, you can use this mold. They gave me these wooden blocks that molded to my feet and all, all this crazy stuff. 
and I never even did it again because I was like, well, it doesn't – I mean, maybe there was 25% improvement, but I was like, am I going to spend another $200 on 25%? No, I'll just walk. Yeah. And so I don't run as much anymore. I, I bike or I do the elliptical or whatever, but running is really hard for me. Like it, I had another doctor once we, when, I, when I was still working at Seacoast, he's like, seriously, he looked me in the eye and said, man, you're a tall, bigger guy. You got to stop running so much. Do elliptical, do bike, do whatever. But running is going, like he said, right now, you know, you said you have some pain and stuff like that. But when you're 65, 70, you're going to be that old man that's walking with a cane or hunched over and all. I was like, oh, shit. And he didn't say we can fix it or we can do anything. He just said, you're going to be this way for the rest of your life. And I was like, damn it. This is real. Yeah. I mean, and it's really hard to understand that. Like, I've always been able to overcome my physical limitations. But I can't anymore. Yeah, it's only it's only amount of time that that that's going to hold up. I'm hoping that my mind stays good, you know, and that I can talk. And you know, there's that weird thing about old people that I don't like. Um, I'm gonna tell you something I do like about old people. If, and don't if if you lost the ability to talk, it would just what <laughs> yeah. would you do? No, I, I mean I can't. I couldn't imagine like or, or you know what I mean. Be able to connect stuff and communicate ideas and send yeah. and receive ideas like that's. It, that's pretty if you vital. lost the ability, do you think you would do the Stephen Hawking thing? And yeah, like I guess. I, would, like I guess would I would that, try. Right? But but here's the thing. Here's the thing I don't like about old people, and then I'll tell you what I really do like about them is um I don't like the way that, and this is more men in my observation than women. I don't like the way they become more private the older they get. That's really freaky to me. Uh, because I don't really buy the notion that, and you know what I'm talking about. It's just leave me alone. I'm gonna sit here when you're old. Right. You know, and there's two ways to look at that. Number one is they are content and they're happy and they don't need to be out there clowning and talking and doing stuff. They're very happy, content people that just whatever. But that's not the vibe I get. They sound like they want to be left alone. Like <laughs> marriage was hard. Life was hard. Kids were hard. Leave me alone. <laughs> that That's the vibe that I get from them. And so I don't know if I eventually become that. I don't like it because, first of all, that sounds like you got beat down. And then it sounds lonely. I don't like that. Like, I'm very energized by interacting with people and communicating ideas. And I believe that the older you get, the wiser you are. And as if you have your faculties about you, I can't think of what's more important than to communicate what you've spent 60 years acquiring and refining. Like, that's why I like podcasting or talking. I like to... Go get information and then share it. Yeah. I, that's what I feel like is the whole point of human project. I think that's how you build a society. You learn stuff and share it down the chain, and then that's how you build a society. So that's kind of the big project here. So when you become wise and have done all your years, and then you withdraw, that seems like you're withholding from the group and society in a way that seems wrong to me. And I hope that's not what I want to do. So I'm hopeful I'll be very communicative when I am old and I'll have better things to say than I do today. And that, you know, so that's what I hope is the case. So, but that bothers me when I say old people not do that. But I'll tell you what I love about old people, and this is more old women than men, but some men. Hell too. yeah. Older women. You mm. would think, and I don't know if I've said this before out loud, so correct me if I have, but you would think when you get that old, and you're falling apart, and you're about to die, that you would be yeah. miserable in the sense where you had nothing but envy and dislike for other people, where you were just like, you know, envious of youth, and fuck them, and look at these, oh, they're just walking around, driving their cars, looking sexy, and getting to do whatever, you know. You'd think they'd be purely resentful of people the younger and more 
vital they were. And they don't totally seem to be that. And here's what I love the most is when an old person lights up when they see a baby. Babies are my favorite thing in the world. And when you see an old person who's about to die and has lost all of their vitality and they see a young person, they're not bitter jealous. That's amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> they're, they, they're like, they feel good. They feel happy. When they see a baby, they feel like, oh, there's new life. Like it's, it's, to me, that like gives me all the hope in the world. I know that sounds silly, but they're not bitter and jealous and hateful. This fucking baby gets to live his whole life and I got to go. That's not the way they feel. That's beautiful, isn't it? They feel like, ah, a new baby is going to get to live its whole life. And, that, and I've already lived my life. I mean, isn't that nice? It's nice, it, but I guess I just never thought of old people leaning the other way. Well, they should, though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't they? I mean, people are bitter and selfish to the core. That's how we. That's how everybody's always out looking out for themselves. People are filled with jealousy all the time. That's yeah. how we interact. You know, middle-aged people are completely jealous of one another. I mean, that, and then you get old and you get grizzled and you get angry and you get all these other feelings. You would think those people must hate children. Because they're so envious, and they don't. They like them. That's beautiful. It's encouraging. I think it's a little different than that. I I, I don't know if they're telling you all of their thoughts. They might be a little bit like, well, man, (laughs) this baby's got his whole life. But also, it reminds them of their youth and who they were and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. I bet they go back to their rooms by themselves (laughs) in the dark and just go, oh, yeah. Not like that baby. That baby, people want to be around them. That's the thing that makes them, is the most sad to me. Like, you know, Joey and I would uh, go visit at a a nursing home and so many family members come very rarely to see your old ass. I mean, they don't like, like like, when you are, if it like, if God allows me to live till, I don't know, you know, 85 or 80, whatever. And I'm in a nursing home. My family, I will be alone mostly and with people that are just there too because nobody wants wants to or can take care of you and you're just there until you die. Yeah. No, that's that is what bad. that is. Like you're just you're in a room watching TV yeah. and going to the calf to eat. Uh-huh. Like just like college except for you're not learning anything more because you have nothing to contribute Look, to we, the world. We don't need to reiterate how bad you, it is. We all, we all get that part. I was just trying to say yeah, something to, nice. But so me, there, that, there were some which, people that made made the best of it. Remember <laughs> the guy at that uh retirement assisted living home that we thought he got married to one of the residents and the people in charge were like, "No, nah, they just moved there was, together." <laughs> there was a guy that we used to go visit. This is really funny. There's a guy that we used to go visit, and he ended up getting a girlfriend, and they wanted to move in together, but he was Catholic, so he had to tell them that they were just roommates and nothing was going on. <laughs> he told the whoever his oh church gosh. folks were or whatever, and he, I, but he was, it was he's told us that like with a wink. He was a really cool dude. He, I guess he was still getting it on. I mean, and he had like severe cancer. I think. And then <laughs> I think she like, died. Oh. Yeah, and then she yeah. died. Oh yeah. She he outlived her, but yep. I mean it, it's insane. But what's the the thing too is, is like you were saying, young people don't understand that. I I wonder is that a uh, you could maybe consider that a privilege, right? Like they don't understand that their body's getting worse, right? Like, like you said, like like when it, when it starts to happen, like young Reva over there, when she doesn't understand yet that her body isn't going to work the same way in a few short years. What was like, it? It's not like it was something a long I told you that about. Now. Then I was like, oh, that's you getting old. And you're like, what? 
Do you I remember what it was? No, I don't. I don't remember that being me. It was something that would have been. Yeah, you're about that age, so <laughs> Matt it, can't even remember. Soon. It might have been. It, it, I know. I <laughs> yeah, remember. My memory's just, going. Yeah, who knows? I don't remember. But this, but what I, what I'm wondering is it, with with technology and stuff is it is that going to go away too? Like will we, will the the privilege of youth stay around and you won't understand like well, like with we'll st- stem cells and all that stuff? Like there there is real real medical advancement right now where stem cells. Make your knee better. Well, check this it out. It makes your knee better. We'll talk about that a minute. Science-wise, is a there's a different. It's, it's a di- it's more of a separate field than medical. Anti-aging and medical technically are different uh, fields, really. Um, although I know medicine can and does use stem cells, but the anti-aging field is a little more aggressive than that. Instead of treating things that have gone wrong with you, which is what medicine does, anti-aging is literally trying to attack. I don't know five or six of causes of aging causes of aging being like telomere length in your dna and just other uh stuff that actually goes wrong that causes aging and they think they're going to attack each one individually and make a bunch of progress and then eventually be able to slow aging down to where you kind of stay the same age maybe from 80 to 120 you know and then maybe if they were able to do that that might buy you enough time to where um during that 40 years of time when they can slow your aging down they might be able to and make a bunch of gains during that 40 years and then reverse some of the aging. You know what I mean? So they really think yeah. they might make big strides. And, you know, they say the first person that lives to 200 probably been born. And so Gosh. no matter what, some people are going to be too far gone. And our generation will certainly be, will most likely be in that group. Maybe not. <laughs> but there's there will be some kind of, of time when it's like younger people will get life extension that's relatively radical. And older people, it'll be too late for you know what I mean? So there will be one. Yeah, there will or, be some cutoff generation. Or it may where not like, be oh. too late, but they're like, I don't want to live like this. Well, I don't forever. know. <laughs> it's some interesting questions. I mean, I, I, I really don't know. But I mean, there is a good chance that we'll have some relatively radical life extension. You know, in the future. The, this is when I like. I, I am not like this. I, I want to live, but at the same time, I if if I think outside of myself, I I believe isn't dying a part in mortality. A, a part of the human experience, Man. like the reason well. you do things and try things because you're gonna die or something like like the reason you you do things that seem dangerous even is because it feels crazy. Yeah, but if you could live you to two hundred versus one hundred, that would just be you would take. Yeah, but it. yes, think, think, I think agree. Through- but I'm just saying. But what 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 what? Like you just said, does a ninety year old person? They kind of come to grips. Well, this is where I'm at, and and mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of people who are like, well. It might be time to move on. Well, I have well, a think theory of it about that. that. Hold on, hold on. Think of it. Think of it through a strictly evolutionary lenses. Doesn't it seem to be the logical end result of evolution? Like life figured out how to be immortal. I mean, especially taking away the isn't life just about dying? And and like thinking from a spiritual perspective. I mean, think about the human species figuring it out not to die. I mean, to why. Why would that not make sense from a scientific uh, evolutionary? I'll standpoint? say this: Holy shit, that's the smartest thing you've ever said on this impo- on this entire <laughs> podcast. How many episodes have we done? Who can tell? I've never heard anything that intelligent come out of your mouth. You just won me over. You are right. You are right. This is it. Now, so, now so, I'm about to prove my point. You just said the smartest thing you've ever done after hundreds of episodes. What's to live for? What are you trying to prove? You gonna say something smarter in a hundred years from now? No, you should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lord, what's wrong? Lord, with I'm you? sorry. Delete that. Reba, delete it. <laughs> delete I meant it. you should move on to the next to heaven. Here, here's what I think I is meant funny. Move on to here's, heaven. Here's what I think is funny. If if Toby is so obviously wrong about something, he has to say that the other person just said the smartest thing they've ever said in their whole That was life. the smartest thing you've ever said. It won me over immediately. Usually the stuff you that say. That doesn't mean it's the smartest. It just means that there was nothing else you could say. Well, 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 cool. Think about tell it this about way. Te- if you get all about telomeres, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about this. If you get old, this is what I'm not so sure about is like if you took an 80 person, 80 year old person and gave them the body of a, in their prime, let's say you're able to give them a 25 year old body. What amount of yeah. grizzledness and that withdrawn aspect or the over it? amount remains because it's not just my knees hurt so i'm pissed off it's not just well i i get tired in the afternoon so i get grumpy and that's why i'm a, a grumpy old man it's like you know okay so what go to disneyland a bunch of fucking rides whatever i've seen there been there done that like that doesn't just because my body feels better i'm more cynical the longer time goes on right and so, even well, if you could extend I the life, that, but I, don't, I, don't I don't know if I believe that anymore. I don't. Well, I don't know if I believe that anymore. And here's why: every time this, I, this is a real thing. I just was uh, uh, checking it out online about billionaires, right? Billionaires. There's a couple of billion, the owner of the uh, I think it's Wayne Hazinga. He's the owner of the NFL team uh, Miami Dolphins. He's a billionaire. He just died at 80. And there was, I just started looking through billionaires in the world. I promise you, look at Donald Trump. None of them are sad or upset or worried or grizzled. Now, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I actually think maybe for the first time in my life, if you could become unbelievably wealthy, maybe you are really happy. <laughs> no, no way, no way. But you maybe have a drive. You are. No, like he wanted well, to I live. Happy's the right I, those word. Those guys want to live. I, I definitely think certain personalities. Okay, but, sure. but but, dude, but I'm, I'm, power I'm tell- and drive are different than happiness, though. I'm just saying, you know, like if you like Donald Trump, it's not. Are that he's they? Happy. Why would you it's say that? Why would you? Why would you? That, no, exudes, but why would you say drive but, isn't happiness? I think that, something. I mean, they're, they, they're satisfied. That. They have stuff they're still want. They have unfinished business, so that you know what I'm saying. Like they have stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yet to like accomplish. They, but, so that's but true. Take Donald. Take Donald Trump for example. Uh, I guess he's a billionaire. I don't know if he ever tells the truth or whatever, but he seems very wealthy. At what is he, 70-something years old or whatever, yep. he decides to take the worst job you can take in the world, mm-hmm. that everybody will hate you Crazy, and talk shit yeah. about you constantly, right? And he just he's just uh, killing it in a way like he doesn't nothing sticks to him really, and he's just whatever. Whether you hate him or you think he's stupid, he's an idiot, he does makes well, – all this stuff – he doesn't care. He's playing golf. He's running the United yeah. States, all this stuff. And so I think that drive or whatever maybe equals happiness. That And the reason why I say that is I think once you go to the nursing home, you go, ah, shit, I don't have any drive anymore because what am I going to do? I'm not going to build a business. I'm not going to contribute or whatever, which goes back to my – I've said this how many times now on this podcast. I 100% want to create a company. I think they should allow you to be able to uh, take old people – and they do the dangerous stuff in the whole world, and if they die, they die. Because it will right. be a way better life than dying of some heart attack or dementia in a yep. nursing home. But I'm saying if It'd you took way the average, to die give me three examples of what those things are. You parachute <laughs> out of an airplane. Right, that's one. You go, you go uh, 
uh, like going to a lion's seri- den. I mean, that's no fun. Yeah, no, you you uh, do. Uh, what's the <laughs> riding a bike down a mountain? <laughs> Real fast. downhill mountain biking. Yeah. That, how about the uh, squirrel suit? Thing? You, do, you do that. How about bungee jumping? How about in in a you get to ride around a track in a NASCAR? Like just losing your shit. Uh, okay, or that, you know, I, I like some of those. All I could think I, of is the parachute. And I was like, anything else seems like you get to, torture. You get to you get to pour gasoline all over something, light it, and try and run from it <laughs> till it explodes. <laughs> and if you don't make it, who cares? You lived. You get to it's try to survive. It's way better than watching Maury Povich in your room by yourself, and, you ha- and your daughter hasn't called you in one month. It is better. <laughs> For sure, I, I promise you. If I could create that business, your kids would show up for that. Get, They're like grandpa's, hey, grandpa's going to try imagine, to run from imagine, the gasoline okay, trail again. This? They'll show up for that. Yes, one hundred percent. Imagine this. It's 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 called Fear Factor for elderly, and you just. I mean, they do some just crazy shit. If they live, they win money, and everybody gets the entertainment of. It. If they don't, man, what a way to die. Hey, it's, here's a. I mean, here's honorable. A, here's a crazy honorable. question. All right, uh, let me ask y'all this. So let's let's take idea. a. Let's take an assisted living home, yeah. and there's a hundred residents, and each resident one night they get this opportunity. Someone goes around, and all of them have sound mind, so they're they're not yeah. losing it. And they they th- here's how the conversation looks. They're gonna say, "Hey, look, look, just wanted to say good night, and I also wanted to give you this pill." Now, here's what this pill is all about. If you take this pill, you are going to have three hours of the most euphoria that you could ever ever imagine it's going to be the best thing that you've ever experienced and then you're going to die at the end of that three hours don't have to do it it's all good if you don't want to but this pill's available how do you think more than half would just be like oh that's a great deal at at some point yeah i think more yeah yeah i mean like seriously if you're 94 years old and you're sitting there and somebody was offering you something super unbelievable i mean probably would take it i mean one last hurrah whatever it is i mean most people really, don't think well, death is well is that I, this great. is what's really crazy too is what we're, we're talking about technology there there's a real chance that maybe you will maybe you'll make it to 60 and they'll start at that at that age and you'll be able to live to your 120 but you'll be like kind of in your 60s but at some point they'll even be where you're in your 20s and you'll be 120 years old and look like you're 20 years old or whatever. Yeah, right. One of the things that's funny, Joey, right before this podcast, you sent a picture of your daughter kind of making a funny face or whatever. And I went to the Face app, and you can make her old, and it made her look old. It like, freaked me it out. I look- erased it from my text. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't ever want to see yeah, that. I thought you might send Joey I know, a It bothers you so too, much, yeah. doesn't it? Like, I mean, oh, it makes you me. feel so weird that just some app – there's an app where I push a button and Joey's daughter legitimately looks like a 60 year old woman. Yeah, I mean, looks older than Joey right now. I just can't believe it. It's like, like I mean, an I, interstellar I'm, scene. Like you know, it's kind of mean yeah, thing right. to do to Joey. You know, he's depressive <laughs> well, anyway. It's kind of like yeah, that's true. You Maybe get ready for some some Ruby Ike and June old ass. You know what's real real crazy about those facial recognition <laughs> algorithms is they're they're pretty smart. Like they're doing real a lot of real processing. It's not just some thing yeah. that they plaster over. They're doing real processing in there and analyzing and making different choices for different stuff, but it still has a, a certain resolution to it. Get this. If I take my daughter and do that to her and simulate the aging, it clearly has analyzed her and thinks that she is black. 
And then the <laughs> pictures come out looking like Mr. T when they process like her. Like what? Yep. She it makes like, her look like Mr. What? Mr. Like Mr. T? T. Like it just looks like like when they age my daughter's face, the end result is darker skin than she even has. And it's, it's, it's whatever the features are that analyzes it because oh, no. she has some black. My daughter's an eighth oh, black. no. But it, it picks up on the out the computer, pick, thinks that my daughter is a black person and ages her as such. Oh, wow. Isn't that incredible? I mean, now, that's I, just, and, and that is that strictly from her skin tone? Uh, no, I mean, not necessarily. So, base, I, I think it's a she's lot more what, than that. 25% black? No, just uh, 12.5% black. 12.5%. But, that um, is crazy. But oh she has gosh. other other racial stuff in there, too. Uh, I mean, a lot of people she's, would say she's that, because the people who well, created but, it, right? Like, the people who created it said, well, let's just take these not, are the odds. Not exactly. This, I don't really know skin what tone. it is, but the way artificial intelligence works, if you want a little bit of some. This is I, I'm not speaking specifically on what app or whatever, but what a lot of what they do is neural network machine learning, where all it does is you yeah. give it. That's what they talk about with big data. You give it tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of examples of things: cats, dogs, black people, white people, right. tall people, until it learns. And the the network itself processes all the information, and you've called, you've designated this is a tall person this is a white person this is a dog this is a cat this is a big dog with pointy ears this is a smaller cat with longer ears but it, ha- it has to eventually learn all the difference just by the pure amount of data set and then it categorizes it best it can so it's not making any decision it's just based on the inputs that it's been given and so that's kind of how it winds up you know it's a giant giant data set it's not really an independent thinking thing it scans finds the best matches and applies to the best categories and the best resolution that it has so in that way it's Gosh. learning yeah but so a lot of people would say told the, the to people that. working on that app or whatever uh, had some influence on that right so they i, I mean right well, in that what well they, it's it, just you give the data and then it gets better scores the closer it gets to right and it trained is it's trained Basically, it's like it's like training an animal or something. It's like training. It's in a way, it's like training a dog to sniff bombs. If it gets closer to the thing you want it to do, the thing, then yes. If it gets farther, no reward or negative stimulus. You know, and the machine gets better and better the more you more times and the more examples you give it. Yeah. And so that's the current resolution. It's getting that one at least slightly wrong, or it doesn't have all the categories in between. Do you know what I mean? To do all that processing, right. but it's on the way. But in any the, case, the thing, it kind of has her flagged as black person for now. That's just where it's at. Wow. Resolution. I, I mean, they'll they'll get better at that. But that that's one of the things in the future too that it doesn't scare me. But it it I definitely have some concern of there is. I mean, it's almost here. Maybe it even is. We will not be able to tell what is real and what is fake. Like right now, uh, Matt McDonald from Classic Crime posted a picture and just saying, I, I didn't even realize it. I did not know that a uh, high school student, I think her name, is it Amelia Gonzalez? I'm probably saying Stop, wrong, don't even say the name of these kids. You know, I'm Sorry, you're it. right, you're right. Scratch that, Reva. Uh, but it made it look like she was ripping the Constitution in half, but she was actually ripping uh, like a bullseye, uh, you know, a, a gun target mm-hmm. in half. And it looked so real, and I thought it was real. And, and Matt McDonald just made a post about that. And I was like, oh, wait, we're... We are at a time where anybody with some computer savvy right now will be able to make something look fake. Eventually, mm-hmm. 
in a very few short years, I'm going to be able to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like, I'm yeah. going to be able to show y'all that I threw, you know, my kids off a cliff and y'all go, oh, my God, Tope. And, and you'll go, oh, it's a joke. Right. Like, what's coming is like, we will not be able to know. And what really weirds me out about that is what, what are the implications of that? Like, what does that mean? Like, fast forward I mean, I, 10 I years from now, and everything you see, you have to critique and take the time to go, wait, this isn't real, or it is real, or what? Like, I yeah. mean, what does that even mean for social media or connectivity with each other and as human? I mean, I don't even understand you, just the amount of time it will take to sift through that stuff. Mm-hmm. How will that be possible? I mean, it seems like at some point people will start paying less and less attention to the internet f- from an informational resource, which to me is a crazy thought because now it's just so unbelievable. That's where we go for all of our answers. Wait, wait, where's the alternative place you're suggesting people get information once they're not using the internet anymore? No, I don't know. I mean, that's a nonsense concept. I mean, every, the internet as the web in entirely, will almost disappear and, and be fully interfacing. I mean, you can't imagine a world of non-connectivity, which is the internet. There, I mean, there won't be a such thing as not internet. No, for their, for their information, like for factual information. <laughs> right. That's News stories. Right. Like, I, I mean, there, there I, I already be, make mistakes. There won't mistakes. be any such thing as offline information anyway. I mean, it's going to yeah, be fully integrated. There, there won't, like you're, you're saying the internet's still like it's, you know, 2002 where you go get on it to find out a thing. You know what I'm saying? The future is yeah, yeah. not even. It's just everything. Your toaster is on the internet right now. Like it's not going to. You won't be able to do something off internet. the internet. It's I the sin internet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what it is to me. All you can do on the internet is sin. Well, it's you know it's it's going to be completely invasive. Is the point? I mean it's going to be completely interlaced. There's not on and offline stuff. That's not even. I, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some kind of way to like tell or the technology will get better and go, oh, this, this video has been manipulated or whatever. But, but what I'm saying is that won't come first. What will come first for probably for a few years is, oh shit, uh, the, the president just got shot. Oh no, that was fake. And you had to go, oh, you know, I, I, oh man, there was a, this thing happened. Oh no, that was fake. Just like this, I mean, you well, can maybe manipulate you just get good already. At it, though I mean, you just that's part of the skill that you had to get learn. But you, but you won't be good at it for a while. Like to, I'm, I'm promise you, I didn't have the time or care to think about what a teenager was ripping. I just saw right. a picture. But and I'm goes, saying, oh, that I've always still- seen pictures, and and all pictures have always been real, almost. And <laughs> right, now they're not. Right, but it's not because you analyzed the file and saw that it was doctored. That's not how it was determined that that wasn't true. It was because, wait a second, this isn't, it, you know what I mean? Like, you, you have right, to go, but the but damage that has already sense, been done. You know? But the damage has already been done. That's no, what for sure. Missing. That's what's dangerous that's what, about it is that right. it's, it's not, you know. It, the, I mean, we live in a time, like, <laughs> isn't that crazy? I, I'd never even thought about that before. We live in a time where there was a time where almost every picture, I think, I believed. <laughs> now I don't anymore. That's yeah, right. gone. Like, it, like any picture can be manipulated and changed. Mm-hmm. And fit. like, I, uh, I follow this. I think it's called Pictures in History on Facebook or whatever. And there was this really cool picture of a bear coming into a, a tent, and it said, "This is the last photo that photographer or such and such took." And I posted. I was like, "Holy crap! This is crazy!" Immediately, everybody wrote me, "No, that's fake." Yeah. It's and they even said, but it's, it's not bad they analyzed Photoshop. the file. They yeah, they either knew it was bad Photoshop or too good to be true. Or yes, a but you won't or, know or, in the future. You won't know. I mean, if there was a video right now showing you aliens landing in Paris, 
and it looked really real, you might believe it. And most people would even say maybe it's real for a while. Yeah, but and you so could show a, a clip is, of a movie where that happens, and I wouldn't be fooled at all. I'd say that's probably a movie. Right, right, right. I mean, but it's you the won't context. Know it's a movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so for example, what it's is the social uh, trust of the person it, and the message and the context that whether or not you think aliens landed or not? If CNN yeah, but I mean, said you, aliens that, have whoever landed, whoever made that. Then whoever made that picture, it. though, that got around the, her tearing the Constitution. Now, mm-hmm. what does that mean? It enforces the right or the left to believe something yeah. that they believe that is right. a stereotype. No, it's, but it's they do believe it. And, uh, I mean, eventually that will lead to, oh, there's a person far right or far left that takes the, you know, justice in their own hands and does something. Oh, yep. she ripped the Constitution. Well, let me do this to her. And then it's danger. Then it's immediate danger. And it might push us even farther away. Like I, I, The biggest fear I have about technology is, are we realizing how awful we all are and eventually we'll even be really segregated, really separated, Maybe. and not be around each other at all? Like you will live in a state and nobody else comes in or comes out and it's just like – because. Fuck it, man. People in North Dakota are awful, or people in California are terrible, or whatever it is. Well, you I mean, won't, maybe won't be maybe we're headed to though. less community. Well, yeah, we but might it'll be, be headed to less less humanity, less community. Yeah, but physically, that's what I'm saying. You'll be more connected to your tribe globally more than and yeah. it won't be regionally in North. You don't need to be in the same physical location increasingly, which is the weird part. You know, segregated but not geographically. Uh, the weird thing about it is that I don't know when we reclaim the truth thing. You know, and I, I actually don't think we do. I think we just don't. I really don't see it's it. gone? I don't think it's like, I mean, we'll get better at it, but here's an example of it. Instant replay has, technology advancement has actually really hurt sports. Horrifically. If you watch that fucking basketball game this weekend, last week, and they go down to, there's a minute left in the game, and yeah. they they figure out if, you know, the, the, did the ball go off Duke or Kansas? And it was a pretty close call. The guy said it was Duke's ball. There's a minute left in the game, and now they're going to spend three minutes reviewing that call to see who it was out on. And maybe they overturn wow. it, maybe they don't. But they spent that, all that time is wasted. And then even when you zoom all the way in, it winds up still being a different judgment call. And we have more information, yeah. but there's still ambiguity when you get all the way down to it. I mean, all the way down. No matter how far you zoom in, there's still going to be, well, it was a call. The catch rule in football. It's like, well, you have all the possible technology and able to zoom in no matter what to a perfect resolution, and it still doesn't solve right or wrong. It still doesn't say you don't even get, even though you have more ability to access real information and data, the ambiguity is still going to be there. And it ruins the pace of the game. It ruins the game in baseball and in football and in basketball, these replays, because yeah. you thought it was going to solve it. It turns out it created more problems, more to argue about, more resource heavy, more ambiguity than you ever thought was there in the first place. Instead of just living with, well, he called it out on him. Anyway, we're dribbling up the court now, living, playing a game, living life, doing shit. And this ability of the technology to zoom in doesn't help us solve what's true or not at the end of the day. And that's really makes me nervous. Like, you know, the more you have access to look at stuff, things become more ambiguous, not more certain. And it's a little weird. It's a little scary. That's very scary. It just, it's just too much. You know what? The other thing, too, about that, though, is <laughs> I feel like I'm so always in the middle. I don't like 
potentially where we're headed with technology. And at the same time, I cannot stand when people say we got to get back to the way we used to. Right. There's no that either. There is no. That just destroys me. Like when people talk about uh, not using iPads or phones or all this stuff, I'm like, wait a minute. You can't. What are you talking about? That'd be like telling people after cars were invented, don't use cars. Make sure you walk. Because those were the good old days when we walked. Of course. Or we just used horses. People probably said that back then. Mm -hmm. You can't go back. It wasn't better. And there's a reason. I mean, like you can only move forward to to improve things, right? You can only move forward to improve things. You cannot move backwards to improve things. If you got rid of all technology, our life would be worse. It's unfortunate. It in wouldn't go back. Like, Man. You would be in the right. in the time when technology is now outlawed, which is not the time they yeah. were in before they had technology. Well, it wasn't. They weren't think, living in a prohibitive state. They were and it, doing. And it would the only be in response to technology. You would only right. do those do things in response to technology, not because it's the right thing. Just response. That's to right. There's not no going back. It is, yeah, yeah. Right. That's. I, I, mean, I, I, I was t- I was telling somebody this weekend. I thought another cool business idea though. In the future, you could probably make a lot of money if you went to like. I don't know, Kansas or something, bought a shitload of property, just land, and said, this is a technology-free zone or something like that. Like, what was that movie by M. Night Shyamalan? Where village. they went back, you know, the, uh, the village. The village, yeah, yeah. I bet that is going to be a real business mm-hmm. in the future. Nope, of, I'll hey, tell you a more ironic one. What is it? The more ironic way to look at that is that the easiest way to achieve what you're talking about is obviously a virtual world where there is no technology. Ooh. So it will be a technological platform in which you enter <laughs> and select. Damn it. That just makes me feel awful. Don't world, even, let's not, don't even say right, that. You, no, I'm saying you just don't put on the, that, you just put, you just get don't down, get in the booth, lay back. And now you <laughs> live the next 20 years in uh, mi- that, medieval man. France with whatever technology, whenever you think the good old days was go right ahead Simply put this chip in your head, and you will be transported there. So that'll be the easiest way for you to select oh, a native world where the technology that you're trying to abstain from doesn't even exist. It would still be a technological Whoa. way to achieve that a lot easier than and the analog version. So you feel you will be able to do that. And if you, you like, think about how crazy that is. We're talking about old people, dementia, right? Sim- yeah, simulation. Virtual. Yeah. What's the difference, right? Like, oh, I'm back on Nothing. the Titanic, right. back, talking to Fred. Here we go, and we think 100%. that's a sickness. And and but what about when you get to be about seventy two? We shut your body down, and then you just get to live whatever you wanted. Right? Is that not a form of dementia? You know, it's like a controlled dementia. Just go I, on I ahead. Promise, that's when my mind started changing. When we, we'd visit in their, the nursing home, there was a lady who had dementia, Alzheimer's, and. uh she would talk to me about how she was back at she was she rode horses right and she was back at the stable and she told me about the horses that she was going to ride that day and I was like oh man I feel so bad for her and I was like do I feel bad for her wait when you love to take riding horses or sitting in a nursing home yeah what if you could take that what her brain was and then have technology fill in the gaps and like rewrite the rest of the code so that she just gets to be there would that not be a benevolent thing to assist her dementia further technologically. Yes, it would be. Let me let me ask yes, let be. me ask y'all this though. So I agree that let's let's don't try to slow down technology. But what direction should we go when we find out some adverse effects of technology? Do we try to correct those, or do we just keep pushing through until evolutionary processes just figured out? So, for example, I mean, there's a lot of studies. 
I mean, Dan Koch talked about it at the conference as far as how tech, uh, technology is really screwing up our, our kids' heads as far as their attention span is or as far as their stress and anxiety mm-hmm. with having so many things to check yeah. and all that. Is that something that we just push through because it's inevitable? Or as parents, for example, do we try to have better practices? Because I think about, I mean, that's uh, probably a bad example, but like cigarettes, we definitely found out, okay, bad, sure. that that's some adverse effects. We got to change some, some right. stuff. Do y'all think we should change some stuff with uh, technology or there's no point? Of well, course, of course but you, you have just to eventually find out what is bad and you'll change it. Yeah, like, but you, you can't. Yeah, you have to do you can't the work. go in thinking, I'm going to do this much and it'll, we'll change it here. You won't know. Yeah. I mean, you just won't know. Like, I mean, uh, even like right Listen. now, think about this. How crazy was it with our diet? Just a few short years ago, everybody said low calorie and fat free is the huge thing. And now all of a sudden, everybody's going, wait a minute, maybe fats are, and it, you just don't know. Yeah, so, and it's just, you'll be manipulated and pushed a certain way until eventually the truth will come out, but nobody starts there. Nobody's going to work out of the negative. Like, there's this really thing that you love, but just don't do it. That That's never going to happen. That's ne- it's never going to be laid down the candy bars, even, or even smoking. That, uh, we know we still do it. It's fine. I mean, yeah. it's it's it, it's still a choice, it's, and it's never going to go away because we know it's not good. The only way to ma- improve things is to replace them with better things that aren't as harmful. You know, like early cars were more dangerous. Now we've got really good yeah. impact safety. So, yeah, uh, you know, if if there's something really bad about our technology, then we're going to have to invent things that achieve it with without the side effects in the future to get people to put it down. Like people put down something in a second if there's something if there's a better alternative they'll never look back. But if there's this thing that they like and is awesome, but we know it's bad for us, we're never going to stop. This is never yeah. will. So you're still going to have to innovate your way out of it. But first, you have to actually learn and what the harm is. But that ain't easy to do. Like it, it might happen too fast. We might not be able to adapt or analyze or do the study. Or maybe people just don't want to figure it out i don't know so we yeah. could possibly take you know invent our way into stuff we can't invent our way out of that's there's no reason that's not possible Ugh. right like we can certainly invent something that we can't handle right we maybe we haven't yeah. maybe the nuclear bomb was that so far we've been able to <laughs> handle it but that could have gone a different way may still go a different way and what might we invent next that we just simply don't have any business with it's just, and God, this feels awful. Just like y'all heard about the uh, self-driving car that killed somebody recently. Yeah. Uh-uh. At some point, yeah, the self-driving car, uh, I think it was a lady, if I'm not mistaken, but a it person hit a pedestrian. walked out. Yeah, a pedestrian was crossing the street and the car hit them. So uh, that's what's uh, going to be weird. I mean, does that technology surprise? gets better and better and AI, then the AI eventually go, well, hold on, wait a minute. Why do we need the people? The only thing bad well, thing that happened was because the person was there. I didn't make the mistake, and you, and then we're gone. Then we are gone. There's a decent chance. I mean, okay, let's. Uh, Joey, you might not care. I don't know if you want to give a percentage. Matt, do you do you have a guesstimate, a decent percentage you would bet on that AI will take over the world in our lifetime? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, like, I mean, even no, even I guess even if you said one percent chance, it, that's a big chance. Well, but I mean, it's, I, it's a real problem the way you say it that way. You know, in the field, the arguments, you know, there's a lot of people that think Terminator 2 or Terminator, I'm sorry, just the Terminator in general scenario has really screwed us up massively because people say AI that either that happens or it's fine. And that isn't 
That is not the issue. The issue is there are thousands of infinite amount of really huge problems that'll be could be catastrophic with AI right. way outside of or before it being conscious and deciding to eliminate humans. Yeah. That's there's a million scenarios that are we don't have any idea how to deal with that can happen between those things far before the AI is willful or conscious, if that's ever possible. It's things like just it being used for complete economic control or financial market right. control or, you know, th- something that in the hands of the wrong humans is you can't do anything about way before the AI has to be smart that pose existential <laughs> threats to yeah. us. So it's not so I've always uh, the fact that I've you don't think too, like, it has a soul and it can never become conscious does not put us at ease that AI is not a threat uh, and that but, causes everybody to go I don't believe that can happen therefore we don't have to worry about it. What you just said though is what is is uh stands out to me like you said it doesn't have a soul it's not like us. Think about it in this this context. Like I the older I get the more I look at the Bible as people trying to explain mm-hmm the world and technology and God, this other being, right? The idea of, I mean, I was instilled in my life that there was going to be this antichrist and there was this whole big thing of he would die, but he would come back to life and all this stuff. Like, what if there was, I mean, it it could actually be true. There's prophecy of this thing that becomes God to us and we submit to it or whatever it might be. Like the whole AI thing even could be that. Like I, Part of me even likes that. Now it sounds sci-fi and super spiritualized, but the idea of what if a you know AI is the thing that takes us away from our God or our humanity? You know what I mean? Maybe that's maybe that's the biggest thing. God made us as humans, and we are trying to find a way not to be human anymore. And that's just all that stuff just freaks me out. I don't know. That's why I'm glad that eventually I'll probably die and I'll be okay, and the Jess and the kids <laughs> will get the life insurance, and then I don't have to worry about you know anything. That's that's what's good for me. This is a sad ending to this podcast. Take one day at a time. That's why Jesus' words are so important. Let me lift you up with that. What if brother. Jesus was AI and <laughs> from the future and you didn't know it? I'm I'm believing against that. So yeah, you're guilty. Y'all are guilty of thinking of the big, crazy artificial intelligence versus... from the year three thousand five hundred sent Jesus back to try and work <laughs> things out to control us, and that's why you believe in Jesus. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what sucks? That's, it might even be plausible. If time travel was plausible, it might even be plausible. So Matt, God all of this, damn, this is Matt, awful. Matt, all of this to you is a hundred percent exciting. Like, there's not any part of you that's just like, ugh. No, he's I, not I, happy. I, he, he goes on his phone and it makes his daughter look like Kenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live. He's like, he ain't happy. No, I don't know if I'm excited about it or not. All I know is. The only thing there is to do about it is to fucking get with it. This is yep. like, what are you talking about? Gun control. That's nonsense. Let's figure, <laughs> like, we're going to end, we might become half robot in the near future. Let's, I mean, this is the things to, you're not, what are we about to decide eventually, get everybody on the same page about abortion and guns? Or right. Is that, do we expect any progress to be made? Of course not. We're, ne- right. these are not, these, those things aren't, they're just nonsense things. I'm not saying they're not real problems. I'm saying we're not about to make any progress solving them. But in the future, right. the technology will. So why don't we just start work? Why aren't we working on the types of solutions and designing the type of world that we want in the future? 
Do you know what I mean? That that where it's like yeah. like abortion will go away, and there will be no argument when it's easy that the abortion isn't necessary to prevent pregnancy and childbirth and unwanted children. As soon as the technology is there, then nobody will disagree because nobody yeah. likes either thing. Nobody is pro gun violence right now. There's nobody that's pro gun violence. No normal person. So what we need is the technology to to have that be a thing of the past. You're not about to get everybody to agree about it. That's not going to happen. There's no way for that to happen. So, Joey, please do something to make me happy. I just feel just awful right now. I, like, I, I actually like- can make you laugh. I, I uh, wrote this down to share with you guys. I looked at, I, I got suckered into looking at a website that's 33 crazy photos that aren't edited. And there's all these unbelievable pictures where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then out of those 33 pictures, there's a Carolina Gamecock cheerleader standing on, you know, uh, being propped up by a male cheerleader with a sign that says Cox. And the caption really is, this is not a doctored picture. This is an actual <laughs> cheerleader for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Hang on a second. How is it that you, how and when did you get suckered into going to that website? I, you, you see the little pop-ups at the end of an article and it says 33 crazy photos that are unedited or something like that. And it shows you an example. You're like, whoa, I got to check I was just saying, out. did that happen during the podcast? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you Googled it because Toby was talking about Photoshopped photos. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that was just his leisure time. I, that's another reason why I don't care about no Gamecocks. They they love calling themselves cocks and that they love cocks. Oh, they, you, like, should, they, they, you all, should hear them at the football games. It's go, cocks, go. Or no, 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 it's Gamecocks. They go back and forth. So it's just disgusting. It's just, come on. That's why you have to be a Clemson Tiger fan. Good Lord. We went to the Sweet 16 in basketball. We're, I mean, went to the playoffs in college football, won the playoffs in the national championship last year. Mm-hmm. Honor uh, Jesus, God. We'll Clemson. give that banner for the uh, Little John Coliseum. It'll say Sweet 16 2018. I grew up going to those you know, seeing the banners of the years we went places, going into games in Little John and stuff like that. <clears throat> and I thought of something, too. I heard, uh, I hear it sometimes on sports, but you can analyze this glitch if you like. But something that almost always makes me have to fight tears is yeah. not only Clemson's, but it can actually be any college um, alma mater being played in an important time. Makes me almost always cry. <laughs> can you figure that out it just it's the most serious thing in the world to me like if i'm at clemson game and after the game the band plays the alma mater and i know yeah, yeah know yeah. it and i'm yeah. there with my dad i'm going to cry i had to make sure nobody's <laughs> looking at me during that that moment i don't know why that and and I've, I've been oh. watching these game these march madness games and hearing a school and the kids and then the band will play the alma mater as the credits are rolling and i'm go that's what I feel like when there's a school alma mater played by the band when something's you know significant important. Almost always makes me <laughs> cry. Isn't that weird? You're getting old, dude. You got sick. So I've, always you're I've always been that way. I've always been that way. I don't know what it is about that scenario, but it just it, I can't. It just always makes me break down. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't feel that way at all about those songs. It just I, seems like I definitely a cry when it, you know it's, it's somebody had to win the game and lose the game, and the school's been there for a hundred years, and everybody knows the song, and it has it's so yeah, significant. It's just, it's just, I can't take it. Yeah, 
I mean, I cry at funerals. It's significant. Oh, that's fine. Th- those died. don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, I've never cried that's at a funeral. <laughs> no, I probably have. All right. All right. Well, you got some clubbers for us? Uh, you friends? know what? You know what? I don't just because it is the BC Club additions have just gone through the roof. We are scrambling to keep up the uh I, so we're just having to reel things in just a little bit uh, and we'll have All right, some I'm just going to go to the BC Club Facebook page and I'm going to read the names that I see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First name that came up, Melody Michelle. All right. Tanner Conticelli, which I know Tanner, he's a cool dude. Uh, Justice Bjork, Mickey Lilly, Liz Breyer, Alex Santos, Jeremy Orris, Chris Gorman, Trenton Worsham. He's from Greenville. Andy Gillis, we hung out with him in Sacramento. It was a very fun time. Andy took off, too. I never saw him again. That made me sad. Michael Dixon, Paul Garcia, Nathan Jewett. You clubbers. Make sure you're posting in that club so you get your name read. That was a, a improv, and I just did it. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. I did it way better than you. Like, it was really clear, and everybody understood exactly the names that I was saying. I mean, you're really bad at reading names, Joey. I actually had some BC Clubbers uh, email me. They were friends of Taylor's, and they wanted to take my fat ass out for breakfast. So, you know, <laughs> I went, and I had some breakfast. <laughs> You Early did go. Bird. What's that? <laughs> you did go. Yeah, I went. They knew how to get to you. <laughs> get the man uh, wait, omelet. how can we? Joey won't hang out with us just to hang out. What can we? Food. Denver omelet. <laughs> done. <laughs> you now, love Early Bird Cafe. I can't believe. I mean, you love that place. It's you Char- always want to go there with me. I mean, Charleston. <laughs> everybody. I mean, they. No, that's they, your favorite place, maybe. Yeah. I think uh, I is his name was Chad and her name was Samantha. So that was a it was a it was a nice time. It was good getting to hang out with them. All right, so uh, we fixed our system. Um, we have gotten some control over the millions of names that are coming in by the minute. Okay. So here here's Reva a few. fixed it. She's been here's, hardworking over there. Here's a few right off the press. It's Chris Schimpf, Caden Edwards, Patrick Robert Massey, Andy. Wolverton, Vincent Smith, Matthew Turner, Nathaniel Schmidt, Tyler Paulson, Paulson, Grace Snyder, and Jonathan Martin. Jonathan Martin in parentheses, Starflyer 59. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, no, no, no. That's Jason Martin. Bad joke. Jonathan Martin. Sorry about that. Well, thank you guys for joining the BC Club. Uh, We actually have a pretty, I, I think it's hilarious, a BC Club episode that's coming up Saturday. It's a handful of pre or, or, or prepping of the Bad Christian podcast. Matt, Toby, nor mm-hmm. Reba knew that I was recording, and it is just hilarious how often Toby yells at us saying, shut the fuck up as mm-hmm. loud as he can and makes us laugh. It's great. But that's an episode that's coming up, and that is the norm. Everybody gets an extra podcast episode mm. weekly. They kind of take mm. on a different vibe. Uh, most of you BC Clubbers, you're supporting us not for the stuff. You're supporting us because yeah. you like us and you like supporting something you believe in. So we ha- sincere thanks. Uh, but yeah, there's also the Facebook community and some other perks. Some you know, actual you get sweatshirts and t-shirts so and all that stuff, so depending on at what level you join. But anyway, anybody can go to thebcclub.com. You can do your Amazon shopping uh, through our link yeah. if you want to help us out that way. And hey, we haven't asked you this in a long time. Go to iTunes, 
leave us a rating. Follow us on Twitter at mm. Bad Christian Pod. Go to our mm. Facebook page. Hey, go to Toby's uh, Twitter mm. handle. It's Toby mm. Toby Joy Joy. Matt Carter's is Zod uh. Carter. You can go to mine. It's just at Joey Svenson. Um, uh. Check out Toby's house on mm. Google World. Come on. His address Come is- on. Come on. Let's get out of here, dude. That's that's crazy. Can I leave us with an encouraging word? Please I already do. did. Take one day at a time. Jesus said that. Well, Take one day at a time. Y- y'all, y'all know what tomorrow's forecast is? Uh, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worry on its own. Nope. Nope, you're wrong. God reigns and the sun shines. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah!